0: Welcome to the Motorhome
1: Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims.
0: Brought to you by ThatLeisureShop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Motorhome Matt podcast.
1: I am Motorhome Matt and this is... He's good and I ask the stupid (laughs) questions. Welcome along. Uh, Today's episode is about leisure batteries. But as usual, before we get to the meat, we get into the news. So first of all, it's the Peterborough Show this weekend, Matt. It is. We are heading north to Peterborough with
0: That Leisure Shop, and the whole team are going. So we've got Mandy, Andy, Darren and Jude.
1: Mandy, Andy, Darren (laughs) and Jude.
0: It is the cast of the children's TV show, yeah. It's like Kill Bill. We're going on a range of products, lovely tables and chairs from Crespo, Camp. I don't know if you've seen them, they're beautiful. Very light, they pack very flat. So they'll have a whole range of tables, chairs, accessories. We've got windbreaks from Seago. So you can get yourself a kayak uh, or a paddleboard. Uh, And we've got Welly Boots from LBC, the lightest welly you'll ever wear.
1: Fantastic. And remember, (laughs) weight is everything in a motorhome or caravan or a van. Any discounts to be had? Always.
0: Yeah, there is, actually. Yeah, our online discount's being applied at the show. £10 off everything, minimum.
1: Uh, Something's got 30% off. So go and have a look. Fantastic. Uh, this podcast, by the way, is brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Get on the website and find the bargains now. Indeed. And if you've not got tickets for the Peterborough Show, you can
0: go to showgoer.co.uk. And if you use the code motorhomemat,
1: then you will get a few pounds off. It is the Mat podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Mat. Brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Let's talk about leisure batteries, shall we? We've been talking about batteries a lot recently, haven't we?
0: We have. We have a whole episode on lithium, which is the kind of, you know, the big must-have. Or is it? So we did a whole podcast on this and then a deep dive on YouTube. So if you really want to know about lithium batteries, then go and listen to the lithium episode and you can watch the whole thing. It's an interview with Bristol Caravans and the lovely Oakley Wood, and they unpack a lot more about lithium batteries with me. Oakley Um, Wood, by the way, is a person, not a place. It it does sound like a place, doesn't it? I'm sure it would be a very nice place. (laughs) If Oakley had anything to do with it, it would be lovely.
1: You've been talking to your mates, BBL
0: Batteries, haven't you? Bristol Batteries Limited is what it stands for. So they're they're local to us, and they're all the national shows. uh, And a big company, a great business as well, family business. uh, And they are battery specialists. And I spoke to the branch manager in Bristol, Glyn, and we were talking about the different types of battery. Now, we focused a lot on lithium recently, but people have said, you know, Matt, you talk about wet batteries, uh, lead acid batteries but there are lots of different types uh, and it's about the best battery for your application now a lithium installation is not cheap as we discussed um, just a few podcasts as we ago. discovered yeah. yeah quite so there are different types of lead acid battery but which one is best so i thought right let's go and get glin's view on this and we can discuss traditional lead acid efb agm gel and i asked glin to explain more about each of them starter batteries are the ones that start the engine yep and the Fiat Ducato is called an 19
2: Correct. Right.
0: Okay. And then we've got wet batteries, wet lead acid batteries. Yep. What we call a basic leisure battery.
2: Basic leisure battery. Difference between leisure batteries and starter starter batteries when they're wet lead acid. The lead plates are a bit thicker and they withstand a deeper depth of discharge. Is if you're hooking up all the time. That's going to be fine because it's constantly going to be getting a charge, isn't it? Constantly going to get a bit of a charge, and that's what a lot of vans come out with now. You know, they they put on a normal wet lead acid, and it's been around for years. It's the chemistry that's been around for years and years and years.
0: And that's what we're talking about, isn't it? Battery chemistry. So, next up we've got then the
2: different type. These are still lead acid. Still lead acid. We've got next up is the EFP. Yeah, enhanced flooded so this what this what stands for so the caravan owners club very kindly rated all these so enhanced though so the wetland acid is rated at C the as the owners will know the enhanced flooded is rated as a B okay okay and that's a enhancement on that one okay they have just made it a bit better it cycles more times so is it- a cycle's a charge and a dis- discharge.
0: Okay, got it. Next up, we've got AGM. We're still a lead-acid
2: battery, aren't we? Still a la- lead-acid battery. Difference. Absorbent glass matting. Oh, I see. You've got a job, definitely. So instead of being a fluid, the yeah. acid is held in suspension in a mat against the plate. This allows for more cycles again. Right, so this okay. is your premium A-rated rate rated one. Right, okay. So we've gone from crap to better to ace. I wouldn't say crap, but yes. <laughs> It's all about how much you want to spend.
0: Ab- absolutely. Now, the difference, of course, with an AGM is it can be inside the motorhome, can't it? So that's, that's a consideration.
2: And for an EFB as well? EFB, it still will vent. But a lot of hands as long as you put a vent tube on a wetland acid or EFB you can vent it to the outside it's absolutely fine yeah and it's only if there's a problem with the char- charging system itself
0: right yeah yeah so if the battery we often say drops the cell you yeah. get that awful eggy smell oh don't
2: yeah you? we all love that smell don't oh, we that's it's awesome. real sulfur
0: yeah and it will sit a co alarm off often won't it, it? will do yes yeah. Yeah. okay brilliant so that's our lead acid range yeah. and then we come to lithium which is behind you so this is a lithium-ion battery yeah. iron with an r they're light
2: let's do a weight test for you shall we Go on then. So, so that's your lead acid.
0: Yeah, that's quite heavy.
2: Quite heavy. And that's only 100 amps. Yep. That's 120 amp lithium.
0: It's like a quarter the weight, isn't it? must be. It's about half. Half the weight. Yeah. Much lighter.
2: Lithium is going to cycle far more times. Yeah. So a cycle for a wet lead acid, you'll get 250, which is a charge and a discharge. Lithium, you can get up to 5,000, as long as you don't work it really hard.
0: They are a lot more expensive though, aren't they? A
2: lot more expensive, but don't forget you're getting the benefit of the amount of power you can pull out of it before it's flat. Wetland Acid, a 100 amp battery, you can only get 50 amps before it's completely flat. A Lithium 100 amp, you can get 90 amps out before it's flat. So you're already gaining, same size case, but you've got 40 amps more you can use before you flatten the thing, before any charge go, goes in. A-
0: and they charge at a much much higher rate from the alternator or charger as well, don't they? Yeah,
2: you, they've got the ability to charge at a very high rate so they can charge up a lot faster.
0: About 80 amps an hour.
2: Absolutely, you know, no problem whatsoever. So if you've got a 100 amp
0: hour lithium battery and you've basically flattened it, yep. you've used 90 amps in an hour of driving, it's yep. almost recharged, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, they are superb. Yes, they're more expensive, you know, but it's all about how quickly you want to be able to recharge it, have you got a lift, lift it out, If you got to move it around. There's so many benefits to our lift, lithium range. And with our range, you don't have to change the charging system. Some of them you do. Right, okay.
0: Steve from Loughborough has just been on our stand here at the Birmingham Show, yep. and he asked, can I replace my lead-acid AGM battery
2: with a lithium battery, just a direct replacement? Can he? You can with ours, yes. Obviously, if you're just replacing 100 amp with our 100 amp, Absolutely fine. If you've got a selectable charging regime on your panel within your camper van, whatever, ideally put it to gel. But you don't have to with ours. Our BMS that we have put inside our batteries will allow for exactly the charging regime you've got now. Now you just mentioned gel. We missed them out of the list. We did miss gel, didn't we? These are incredibly heavy. Apparently you still sell loads of them. We sell a lot of our Avon AGM gel. It's a heavy duty battery. They are very heavy, but I bet you can lift that one up. Oh my, yeah, there's nothing in it. It's a dummy. We have these built out as a range, but they are heavy-duty cyclic batteries. The beauty of these with AGM, you can put them on, on their side because it's completely sealed. Uh. Sit un, underneath your seat, no problem at all.
0: And is that the main benefit of a gel battery?
2: Yeah, but it cycles more again. So you've got more cycle life out there they are heavy-duty hard-working cells
0: cycle life is about how much you're going to likely use the battery in isolation without charge
2: isn't it a cycle life is a charge and a discharge yeah you know it comes down to price these are better than those our lithium is better than that so price
0: wise can i put you to the test just basically go 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 on then so a basic wet lead acid, typical price 100 pound 100 quid approximately we're talking approximately yeah yeah round numbers round numbers so next up efp typically 160 yeah
2: agm 220
0: yeah okay got it gel
2: gel you're looking for 125 amp you're looking about 260 yeah
0: okay and then go on lithium
2: 100 amp lithium on offer at the show 788 brilliant so a lot more expensive six year guarantee though
0: Six-year guarantee. It's probably going to outlive the life ownership of the van, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. As yeah. I say,
2: if you sell your van, take it out, put a cheap one in, yeah, and take uh, and take it with. Not pointing a matter of my view.
0: Glenn, thanks ever so much. That has actually been really useful great to get your expertise on it. have a great show won't you
1: that's very kind that was Glynn from bbl batteries where did you talk to him
0: we were at the nec show in february this year 2023
1: yeah. and it sounded like the pair of you had just lunched on alphabetti spaghetti <laughs> PGMAPQ apq rsu
0: we love an acronym in is this it business. a ppi
1: ROI, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: no glenn's really helpful and they're definitely worth checking out if you're looking for a battery supplier Do you own a motorhome, caravan, campervan or tent? Head to ThatLeisureShop.com for all your outdoor living essentials. Outdoor furniture, leisure vehicle spares, accessories and more. Visit us in-store or shop online. ThatLeisureShop.com. Quote the discount code at the checkout, Motorhome Mat, for £10 off when you spend just £100. ThatLeisureShop.com. Proud
1: to bring you the Motorhome Mat podcast. Ready for the adventure. Let's talk about leisure batteries then, because there's a lot of choice, as we've just heard. There's a fair bit of technicality. But if you're just a a motor homer and you just want something which is going to work well for you, what's your recommendations?
0: Uh, I would look at an EFB or AGM lead-acid battery. So, I mean, it's all about how you're going to use it. If you're going to wild camp and you're a digital nomad, so you're going off-grid, you're not hooking up for lengths of time, and you're not planning to drive about a lot, because when you do, you recharge the battery, if you're going to be standing still for lengths of time and you want to run a laptop or hair dryer or hair straighteners or something, then a lithium is going to hair be the way forward. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I love you, I no, like to use yours. So how many
1: thousands do you need to spend to use your
0: hair straighteners? Jude bought a pair for the Harrogate show we were at recently, a 12-volt. Yeah. Plugged in the cigarette lighter, they, had, they were all right. Perfect. Yeah. I said, they'll be rubbish, but they were, they were okay. We were off-grid. And ran them off the battery. The battery's now dead. <laughs> it's not. But we have a AGM battery in our motorhome. So what's uh, AGM stand for? Uh, absorbent glass matting. Is this a
1: test? No, no, it's just that, you know.
0: So the, the plates inside, it's glass matting inside, so they don't spill. There's no liquid inside, that's the key. Uh, so they're safe in an interior space. Whereas, you know, lead acid is acid, it's liquid. If the battery tips over, they should be in a box. This is key. Glynn didn't mention this. But a lead-acid wet battery needs to be in a battery box so it's protected, and if it spills or splits, the lead-acid doesn't go everywhere.
1: These are different technologies uh, which are for, uh, for different... Th- well, the same thing, really, but th- you use them in different ways, don't That's you?
0: That's it, yeah. It's all about how you're going to use it. Uh, and so if you, you... know, I would go and listen to the lithium episode because I start that episode with a real-world example to Oakley of Bristol Caravans and say, you know, Should we buy a lithium? And he said, no, let's talk about something else. so it really is about how you're going to use the motorhome or caravan it's not straightforward i'm sorry if you've got a question on this i'd love to help you if i can uh you can ask it at motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash ask so you can record it or just submit it on a form
1: and if you want to you can go onto youtube can't you motorhome matt and you can see you in that interview and he sh- yep. because he shows you a lot of the batteries
0: he does yeah and and you can watch me pick up a gel battery that's i think is going to be very heavy there's nothing in it. I nearly throw it across the aisle.
1: <laughs> I bet he has jolly japes all day doing that one. I'm sure
0: people. he's still laughing about it now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anything else you'd like to add then about our leisure bash? No,
0: I think it's good. I mean, the key thing is if you've got a question about it, do ask us. Um, just go to our Ask Matt page and submit your question and we'll love to try and help you.
1: And it's not just the podcast I did mention. There's the YouTube channel as well, uh, where you can get totally infoed up with everything to do with motorhomes, <laughs> caravans, and camping. It's true, though, isn't it? You well, hopefully, yeah. We're trying to help. It's the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden. And I'm Motorhome Matt. Brought to you with that, thatleisureshop.com. Let's dive into the loveliness of the audience Q&A, my favourite bit of every podcast, this one
0: (laughs) We love this section, don't we?
1: But I'm a bit of a downer, because you've got a bit of a sad story to tell about theft Thieving. yeah, thing.
0: So, yes, indeed. So there's been lots of stories and perhaps rumours that motorhome and caravan thefts have been on the rise. Uh, and obviously there are many more motorhomes on the roads than there used to be. So I guess if the percentage is the same, the numbers are going to go up. But we've been talking to Caravan Guard and we have a brilliant episode coming up next week on motorhome security, caravan security, and what you need to know and think about. And part of that interview, I was talking to Jason, who's a senior member of the policy-making team at the Insurer Caravan Guard. Now he's a keen caravanner and told me about a scenario where he parked up in the motorway services with the caravan on the back of the car, and somebody tried to steal it. So Jason, you had first-hand experience of this, didn't you, where you were in the services, you went for a coffee, left your wife in the car but
3: sat in the back, the caravan was hitched onto the car, what happened? My son needed the toilet so we pulled in, um, went inside, can't have been more than about 15 minutes and um, my wife was sat in the back because my son likes to sit in the front as children tend to do and she noticed there were a, a couple of individuals around the back of the car looking at the hitch of the caravan um, probably to see how it, if it had a hitch lock on, how it was fastened, and as soon as she opened the back door, they they scarpered pretty quickly. Do you think they were intent on stealing the caravan then? Uh, absolutely, it is something that we do find. Um, caravans are targeted at motorway services because that that very thing happens. You might snip inside even for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and it's it's not a requirement of our policy to put security on if it's still hitched up to the car. And thieves are aware of this and, you know, within a couple of minutes could could take it, especially if it's late at night or it's it's a quiet services. Now caravan guard do insure the caravan in that scenario, but not all insurers do, do they? You certainly have to check that the policy word and see if that would be covered or not. We recognise that, yes, you need a break. You know, it's common sense. We don't insist on it, but if you are going to you know, be going inside, not just into into the toilet, having a meal, then at least put some some security on it just to make sure that you know, nothing does happen. But there's less chance of anything happening if it's busy. But as I say, if, if it's a quiet time, uh, some, yeah, there's, there's a chance it could be stolen.
1: So that's Jason from Caravan Guard, and here's near horror story i have heard actually about caravans being targeted uh, in motorway services is the answer simply just to always have somebody stay with it while everybody else does if you forgive the phrase their business
0: yeah quite yeah i mean if someone stays in the car or even in the caravan then you know you're protecting the asset aren't you but that's a real worry isn't it and the fact that if that happened you imagine coming back
1: from that we in a coffee. And the caravan's gone. It's just disappeared. But what gets me is that it's not more difficult to get them you know, off the car or the, off the towing vehicle.
0: No, it's dead easy. I mean, you, there are security features you can fit uh, that lock them onto the car so it can't be easily removed. But in seconds, the caravan's gone. I mean I know lots of people that actually park up in the services and sleep. You know, you wake up in the morning, caravan's gone. And then the worst bit, it's not insured. So, yeah, as Jason says, check your policy. But more on that next week uh, on all the security features that you should consider for your caravan and for your motorhome and the insurer's perspective on them as well.
1: Be wary. Uh, That is the phrase you need to remember. Don't assume everybody is as honest as you are. Steve got in touch from Lincolnshire. He says, great to say hi in Birmingham at the NEC. Looking forward to getting the Adria Matrix delivered. Nice. Your podcast has given me a great deal of confidence in my decision-making process. Good information, well delivered. Thank you, Matt. Absolute pleasure, Steve. Thank I assume he means his decision-making process about the Motome. It doesn't say Keith. No, of course it doesn't. It's just thank you, Matt. <laughs> I'm sure he's a big fan of yours yeah, as well. I'm sure he is. Uh, thanks, Steve. <laughs> Gerald is in in, High Wycombe. Hi, Matt. Love your podcast. Really great episode from the recent NEC. We're looking at purchasing our first motorhome. We particularly like the Auto Trail Apache 364. The layout of the birds, perfect for us. Looking at reviews, there seems to be, however, a lot of negativity around that particular one, especially the payload. Can you offer a novice any advice?
0: You're absolutely right to check the payload. Yeah, I actually went on to the AutoTrail website and looked at this particular model of motorhome and quite right um, the the payload is low. One of the models is 240 kilos one of the models is less than that. Uh, There are models of Apache that you can up plate so make a heavier curb weight so you thus increase the payload. My advice would be really do your research on which model you're buying and whether you can increase that gross weight obviously mindful you have to have a c1 license to drive anything over three and a half tons we've talked about this a lot in the past if it's second hand because you haven't said whether it's new or second hand if it's second hand then there are companies like svtech who will help you with this upplating process
1: right and and just for people who've just tuned in The payload is the difference between what the motorhome weighs without you and your belongings in it, and the amount it weighs once you've put all that in, has it then exceeded the legal limit?
0: So there's a limit as to how much it can weigh, which is on your bonnet slam panel. So lift the bonnet, and underneath there's a weight, a gross weight that it can weigh. It's also on the V5, that red and blue document. It's normally 3,500, and an Apache... Is 3,260. That's its curb weight, and and there are other models with greater payloads than that in the Autotrail range, and there's one or two which have a lesser payload. But if you think, I mean, I'm punching 16 stone. That is 100 kilos. That's half the payload gone. Now it's also worth trying to find out: is the driver included in that curb weight? when these figures are published in the brochure. And the only way to know that is to speak to that manufacturer and ask them for a breakdown of what did you include in the kerb weight. Often they'll include a uh, full tanker diesel, the driver, but how much is allocated to the driver? It might only be 80 kilos. Well, that's you and me out. <laughs> We're both bigger than that. Uh, the electric hookup cable, one bottle of gas. Often these things are included in the kerb weight. So, yeah, Geraldine's quite right. To be mindful of this and wary, and then of course you need to work out, Geraldine, how much do you weigh? Don't tell us, please, keep that to yourself. Uh, and how much does all your stuff weigh? And are you going to fit into that payload?
1: Right, gotcha. By the way, have you had a leg amputated? Why? Well, but you said you weigh sixteen stone. <laughs> Cheek. <laughs> I, I
0: actually weigh less than 16 you, yeah, stone. Of course there. you do.
1: Yeah, uh, Peter's <laughs> in Hereford. We ordered a new Swift Carrera 184 automatic campervan at the February 2023 NEC. Delivery August to October Hopefully. 2023. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are adding over the first 12 months of ownership the following. Now he hasn't got it yet Okay. Okay. and this list is long. I'm going to give you the top three things. A complete new 600 watt solar and lithium battery system replacing the factory fitted system. Mm. Air suspension 50-50 off-road road uh, road wheels and hydraulic self levelling system and reversing camera and additional safety security camera system. Dash cam 360 degree uh, surround camera system with an internal uh, camera and also he's going to remove the swift decals uh, while keeping. With the pure base vehicle uh, color. I haven't included everything uh, that Peter is intending to buy, but Santa is going to be very, very busy uh, this <laughs> December. Yeah. Uh, so, realistically, says Peter, if we decided to sell after four years, would all the add ons help its value when he came to resell it?
0: I it depends if you get caught for robbing the bank to pay for that lot. <laughs> it's a big list. Are you going to get your money back? No. So in my opinion, and the opinion of any dealer extras that you add on to the vehicle don't really improve the value not by the amount you spent on them it simply makes it more desirable compared to the one next to it that maybe hasn't got any of these things on you undoubtedly will add some value to it usability yes so things like the lithium system and the solar i mean you know you could take that off peter and put it on the next one if you wanted to i mean one of the things you mentioned here is removing the decals and so you've made it a plain white van I'd say if you're going to part exchange that vehicle you probably devalued it by doing that I'd be really cautious about doing that I'm guessing you want to make it more stealth and look less like like a motorhome for whatever reason but I would be very cautious about doing that I see people replacing decals on motorhomes and you know you drive into a dealership and the dealer just scratches his head and says what on earth have you done yeah why have you done that Uh, So I'd be very cautious about doing that. In terms of your question, will all the add-ons help it value at point of sale? Possibly a little bit, but you're definitely not going
1: to get your money back. Uh, yeah, what's this attitude that says if I spend a lot y- pimping up my motorhome uh, or my caravan that it, it's automatically going to increase its value. You're using it these things are second hand units now and, and mm-hmm. as you're saying okay it makes it more attractive on resale but you're not going to make a profit out of it.
0: No it's true and it, it's odd really because you know if it hasn't got it on and the next buyer wants those things they're going to have to pay full money for it so you, know, you think it would add a value but yeah, as I say it will add some value. Uh, We've just taken a motorhome into stock here and you know it's a big motorhome and it's got a similar list of accessories to this and the previous owner spent you know probably fifteen thousand pounds well we're going to advertise it at probably three or four thousand more than its competitor that hasn't got any of this stuff on you know we had to have this conversation with the previous keeper and they got it they understood it and they've used it for a year Uh, And now it's coming to us for sale. But they do make the vehicle more attractive, yes,
1: but they, they don't carry their value. So the answer, Peter, is when it comes to sell it, it's going to be more attractive for the new buyer, but don't expect to make money out of it. So how do people get in touch with us?
0: Same way as ever, go to the website motomatt.co.uk forward slash askmatt, where you can ask a question. There's loads of information on the podcast. You can find all the previous episodes there as well. We're on YouTube at Motomatt. While you're there, make sure you hit subscribe and hit the bell. Then we can tell you when new episodes come out. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, we would love it if you'd leave us a five-star review. It makes us all warm and fuzzy, and Keith gets very excited.
1: Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Mat Podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Mad Podcast, brought to you with thatleisureshop.com.